Hello, today is about Bitcoin in Nigeria and why it's probably super important to follow this and kind of understand what's going on. So quick history of Nigeria. Nigeria, obviously, is a part of Africa in the West. It was used to be ruled by a bunch of different empires and kingdoms and tribes and whatnot until one day the British find it and they're like, oh my gosh, you guys have things and people that we could sell as slaves? We're in. And then they show up, turn it into a colony, and the British rule it for a long time. While they're ruling it, they obviously, you know, influence the culture and impose British culture into the Nigerian people. And that was, it didn't happen kind of, it wasn't as, what's the word? It didn't like spread as much as you would have expected. So in terms of Nigeria, Nigeria is about the size of France. It kind of looks like France in West Africa. There's a northern half and a southern half. The southern half is the one that's attached to the sea. And that's where the British spent most of their time. So the southern half of Nigeria is much more educated, Christian, and understands how government works. Whereas the northern half of Nigeria is much less educated. Um, they're mostly Muslim. And you know they're farmers. They're, they don't really know how government works, which is important. Because in 1960, Nigeria gets its independence from Britain and they become the Nigerian Republic. They become their own thing. But the problem is that there's there's a couple problems, right? So it's it's this kind of land that the British cut out in the shape of, uh, coincidentally, France that had no relation to the way that empires, tribes, you know, the people who ruled before Britain showed up had established things. So it's there's a lot of strife between the different, there was a lot of strife between the different groups, there probably still is, because of just the way that the British cut things up. Also, there's strife between the North and the South because they kind of resent each other for the reasons that I expressed earlier. And so the second that the British leave and Nigeria becomes independent, there's a lot of corruption, there's a lot of like civil strife going on, and that's just kind of the way Nigeria has been. What makes Nigeria super unique is its population. So the entire African continent has 1.2 billion people on it. Nigeria has 200 million of those people. It's the size of France on the continent of Africa. It's a tiny piece of Africa, but it has like a sixth of the whole population of Africa, which is wild. And not only that, but as you see a trend in other countries where the birth rate is going down, Nigeria has stayed steady at about six children it's a birth rate of six right so for every they're having like six people per person i don't even know how that works it's six whereas america's like 1.2 or something along those lines maybe it's maybe that's europe anyways nigeria's birth rate is one of the highest in the world and so not only do they already have 200 million people but they're steadily capping at higher than ever anybody else so as the rest of the world's population drops nigeria's is going to go up until it becomes a much larger portion of the world than it currently is, right? So that means that the future of Nigeria very much is going to affect the future of the world strictly on a population base. So that's that's Nigeria. So there's a ton of corruption going on in the government because of the strife. It's also just Africa. And because it's one of the most, it is the most populous country in Africa, it has a lot of influence on the way things go. It tends to show trends before the rest of Africa, which is where... Um, cryptocurrency comes in right so the nigerian government is corrupt and the nigerian people they know it one of the ways that it's shown is by the way that the nigerian government handles monetary policy and the printing of money so the naira is the currency of nigeria printed by their government 
And that's obviously, you know, that's what they've used within Nigeria. There is a lot of... The Nigerians never trusted their government, but they always used the Naira. In 2017, the printing, the inflation of the Naira was like huge. It was like 18%. Um, by 2018, the government realized, it's like, oh shoot, we can't do this. The people don't like it. And it dropped to about like 6%, which is better. That's about where the U.S. is at. The U.S. is like 5%. And so people were like, oh, sweet. So from 2018 to 2020, people were like, nice, the Naira, like we can do business and whatnot. But all of a sudden, since 2020 to 2021, the stock of Naira in the economy has increased by about 20%. The inflation rate capped out at about 18%. It's now at about 16%. So the Nigerian people are like, okay, I, I, we don't like this anymore. <laughs> so... The, they try to find different solutions. The thing about Nigeria being that it's like, you know, it's a it's kind of a foreshadow of the way that Africa works. What happened naturally, which is fascinating, is they adopted cryptocurrency very quickly. As of, I think it was a poll done in 2020, 32% of Nigerians use cryptocurrency in some way. And there's all kinds of anecdotal stories of people putting their Naira into cryptocurrency and using that to send, you know, to different to family in different countries and to interact with each other within Nigeria. And so naturally, this cryptocurrency surge happened just as a response to bad government policy. And so Nigeria is now, based on the numbers that you look at, either the second or third highest use of cryptocurrency in the world behind the US and Russia are typically the two that that pass them. So Nigeria is this fascinating case study of what happens when a population gets educated and the government can't keep up, right? And so the government obviously knows that people are using cryptocurrency and no longer using the Naira. And so what do they do is they ban cryptocurrency in many different ways, right? They start closing bank accounts that are correlated to people using cryptocurrency and stuff like that. The thing is, is that it hasn't stopped it at all. People continue to get into to cryptocurrency and there's even been like civil... Uh, disobedience in the sense that certain banks and whatnot don't actually, they're not following the rules, which is really interesting, right? Because if the U.S. decided that we weren't going to use cryptocurrency, I don't know what would happen. Would they have the technological kind of know-how to really stop it, right? China, I know, has shut down cryptocurrency a handful of times, but I don't think it's actually ever like stopped it, stopped it. And so it's it's really interesting to kind of watch the government's reactions and to try to, you know, to see how the people react. Are they are they going to enforce the bans? Are they going to go around it? Like, will this actually stop crypto? And it seems like it, hap- it has not. And people continue to use it naturally in Nigeria, and the adoption rate is, is massive. And so the government also took some other approaches. Uh, they launched something called the e-Naira. So it's interesting. China comes in, and Nigerian government is like, hey, what do, what do we do about this? And Nigeria is like, or the, the Chinese are like, all right, you need to start your own cryptocurrency. And so they started the eNaira. It's an app that you get on your phone, and it's pretty much just online money, right? There's no like physical Naira, it's just eNaira. But the Nigerians saw straight through this, right? Because the thing about cryptocurrency, the point is that it's decentralized, it's peer to peer, and there's nobody who controls the monetary system. And so the eNaira is just the 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 bank of nigeria right like just their national bank making an e-currency which is most money is already electronic it's in bank account numbers that you see on your computer and so this really isn't anything if anything it was just intended to kind of confuse the nigerians into using they're like oh the e-naira that's cryptocurrency and it's called the naira i'll, I'll use that 
but they, they didn't fall for it, right? And they continue to use Bitcoin, Ethereum. What's funny is that I think the third biggest use or highest held cryptocurrency in Nigeria is actually Dogecoin. So that's interesting. But yeah, Bitcoin and Ethereum are definitely one and two. So you, you see this really interesting development, natural development in Nigeria, where as people refuse to deal with the government's antics and the way that they approach monetary policy, switch naturally to a decentralized peer-to-peer um, way of approaching money, which is cryptocurrency being Bitcoin and Ethereum. And so I, I see this as a very interesting precursor to what's coming. In fact, you can assume that that this is like you know a, a show of what's happening in Africa because I don't I don't know the time frame. Oh, since January I think of this year, Africa has seen a 386% increase in peer-to-peer trade volumes on Binance, which is a uh, it's it's a it's a cryptocurrency exchange, right? And uh, across the continent, there is a 2,228% increase um, in just like a four-month period, which is wild. And so it starts in Nigeria, but it's obviously spreading all throughout Africa as people are kind of fed up with what's going on in their country and the way that the government rules and they're naturally switching to something where they can just have free trade, just commerce in between just between each other. It's called peer-to-peer where you don't have a middleman like a bank or like a government, right? And so this is just naturally emerging in Africa at an incredibly high rate. As China tries to influence Africa through that example that I gave with with Nigeria, it seems like they're not able to keep up, right? Because China's doing a lot of stuff to influence Africa and really take control of Africa. It's kind of like a colonial situation. Um, And it's it's probably – it is happening in a sense that they do own a lot of land and they have the governments kind of in their their debt. But this rise in cryptocurrency is kind of shunting government in Africa generally. Like we're done with the way that you guys approach things and we're going to do this new thing where we just interact with each other without you involved. Um, And it's just – I think that's fascinating and such an interesting kind of natural – indicator of things to come as people become disillusioned with their government and just want to trade with each other is they'll just switch to cryptocurrency and as long as the government can't stop that if as long as they can't they don't have the technological capabilities to do that it seems like that's the direction that things are going um yeah and that's i I was going to drive into venezuela as a different example but i don't think that's that would be useful at this point because this is just such a it's such a such an interesting scenario to watch play out in Nigeria. And so, yeah, uh, any takeaways from this is just, <laughs> it's just another reason to buy more cryptocurrency, specifically Bitcoin and Ethereum, but this is not financial advice. So don't listen to me. Um, yeah, I just, I thought that was fascinating and it's, it's very much an indicator of things to come. I believe, uh, in the fight against <laughs> overarching government control of monies. Um, so yeah, that's it. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed.